0: It is time to strengthen your faith, deepen your understanding of the Word of God, move from poverty to prosperity and rest in the we place. Join Dr. Osara M. the lead pastor of the Lakeview Foursquare Gospel Church, Lagos, Nigeria, and founder of Ed John School of Management, and alumnus of Oxford University, Cranfield University, Hertfordshire University, and University of Lagos, One informative, educative, and impactful program, Wealthy Place. Join us on Foursquare TV. Glory be to God. I want to really, really thank all of you for being a part of today's episode. It's going to be very exciting. You know why it's going to be so exciting? Because this is a very... I'm going to be speaking on an issue that actually lifted me from being a worshipper to becoming a teacher of leaders. This was the thing that brought me to that position. So that was in 1995. I was invited by Reverend Buddy Jordan as the District of Asia of Herstack to come and teach pastors and leaders on strategic planning in ministry. That was the very, very first assignment and immediately after that assignment, Reverend Jordan and myself became friends. And our friendship since that time has been on. But the friendship then grew onto father and son relationship. So that's why I'm excited to share this with you. I might just be your own turn. You might be invited to teach this, and that could also lift you up. You never know. Or even bigger than that. So I'm going to be talking about strategic planning ministry. So today, I really can't take you through, it's a very big subject, strategic planning. I will just take some introductory remarks, and hopefully our subsequent programs, episodes, we might be able to go a little deeper into strategic planning. God is a strategic planner, because strategic planning is about having a long-term view of life. Having a long-term view of a situation and then doing something about it—that's what we mean by strategic planning. It's not just about the the kind of age now micro wave, micro, whatever this we have now. You know, micro, uh, you know, oven—the kind of thing we hear today. We put in something, gets out the next minute. No. It's about taking a long-term perspective to divine assignment and then following the principles that govern achievement of those assignments to arrive in carrying the values of a redeemed Christian life, a sanctified Christian life in achieving the goals of the ministry. So. Strategy planning is about planning strategy. That looks obvious. Strategy planning is about planning strategy. So, strategy planning is about the process, it's about the discipline of deciding on and implementing the ways and means of achieving our goals, particularly from a long-term perspective. Jesus gave a a beautiful definition of planning in Luke 14, 28 to 31. If you find time, go and read it. And he used two symbolisms, if you like, to actually illustrate what planning is about. One about building a tower. And how you will begin to see that, because tower is something big. Something that is gigantic. But when you are building a tower for silos? So, who wants to build a tower? We don't sit down. Reflect on what is required. Look at the cost involved. And then begin to work out the process to doing it. He was teaching his disciples this principle. And then went on to talk about somebody going to walk, a king going to walk. Whoever we'll sit down with his people, his generals, and his uh, security chiefs, and sit down and look at the scope of that war, look at the requirements of that war, and begin to look at resources available to the king to see whether those resources can actually confront, can challenge those of the enemies. So Jesus himself, you know, spoke extensively about planning. So. For ministers, I hear some people say, No, we don't walk by plan, we walk by the Spirit. I say, How ignorant are these ministers? No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit just tells me to do it now. The Holy Spirit just tells me to. Holy Spirit is an orderly. Holy Spirit is a disciplined Holy Spirit. He doesn't work disorderly. So when some people live a life of disorderliness, they call it Holy Spirit. Jesus here taught us that plan is important to ministry. So plan is what gives legs upon which a vision or dream so run or they are achieved. So to achieve a vision, to achieve a dream is usually anchored on the plan that you design. Dream cannot achieve itself. Vision cannot achieve itself. If you do not, then have a plan where you then break the vision and dream onto specific goals. Then you will reduce it to objectives and even reduce further to tasks and then begin to deal with the tasks and then begin to see you achieve the task, you achieve the objective, you achieve the goals, and ultimately you achieve the vision. But along the way you are ensuring you are monitoring, you know, where you need to do some little little tweaking and corrections. So that you can do well. So the planning process, there are t- 13 steps. Well the ones I can take today I'll take them as I said, this is introductory, this is lesson one, if you like, of starting planning. There are 13 steps, starting planning. Number one, it's about visioning and dreaming. Number two, to establish broad goals. I call it broad goals. You can call them macro goals. Evaluate the need state in your community. The environment that we call it environmental scanning to identify a broad strategy or ways of responding to the needs and accomplishing the goals. For believers, when you look at those things, of course, you want to look at issue. What do I need to be able to tackle this challenge in my church? It could be through prayer, it could be evangelism, it could be visitation. It could be discipleship. It could be a puppy ministry. But more food than not, because we live in a very complex world, it's not actually a choice between one or two. It's more often than not an and issue. This and this and this. That's the way it works in ministry. So, discuss, you will discuss, once you come onto this kind of conclusion, uh, within that process, you need to discuss this with your team players. For instance, when I got the vision, for our vision court. Immediately the vision came, what did I do? I quickly jumped on the plane with my wife and went to Los Angeles. Because the dream centre, which is for all four square worldwide, is headquartered there, where they care for the needy. They build they have a massive building in almost two acres seven floors, seven floors or so, where they pack the needy in the, in the, from the streets. Whites, blacks, everyone, they put them there. They do four things for them. Number one, they house them. Number two, they feed them. Number three, they provide schools for them. You know, there are schools and medical decision, and number four, they give them Jesus. So you find at some point, what we call Angelo's Temple, the Four Square Angelo, the headquarters of Four Square in the whole world, half of the worshippers, if not more than half of the worshippers, all are resident in the Dream Center. So I then had to have a meeting. I wanted to have a meeting with Matthew, Pastor Matthew, who is the senior pastor, senior pastor of the headquarters of Four Square, and this is not a jail It's just in Nigeria we tend to do that. We had general over a senior pastor of the headquarters. It's not so in America. It's not so in Britain. So I then met, but Matthew couldn't meet me, but allowed me to meet with the wife. So we sat with the wife of the senior pastor. He shared with us the vision. And then we decided to go from the church to the Dream Center twice. And as we got to the Dream Center, they then took us through the, how it came to pass. So we quickly jumped back on the plane. I came back to Nigeria. And I called my elders in church. And told the elders, this is what God is putting in my heart. But I didn't want to share with you until I understood the mechanism to do this thing. And I went to the Dream Center, the headquarters Church of Square Worldwide, Angelos Temple. And I went there to actually see how they are doing it. And I haven't seen how they are doing it. They haven't taken me through. I didn't know that we can do it because that is of the heart of the founder of our square movement that is how we came with our uh, with our needy with our needy project where we feed people three times a week and all those some people see it and say as oh, don't mind they, they think they will soon stop they will soon we are not stopping because once God gives you a vision he gives you provision for that vision particularly when you are prepared to learn that's exactly what we did so we had to discuss number five, then discuss with team members and just use that to explain to us to get the ideas through vision sharing, like the Emaya did. Develop specific objectives to be accomplished. I'm talking about strategic planning now for ministers. Then when you then do that, develop tactics and programs, activities, and identify those to anchor them. When I started, I had to ask Pastor Niwi to anchor it. He was the one doing it. And then you must find somebody who has passion for it to anchor it. Today, it's being anchored by Pastor Innocent, who also has a passion for it. She's the one anchoring it. So it's not just an issue for the senior pastor. Right, anyway, senior pastor will soon retire. So it's on this thing that the church will continue. It doesn't have to do with who is the pastor, who is not the pastor. It's a vision that God is God's vision for the church. Then, when you then do that, have a document called a plan. So when we then, after sharing it, Developing the tactics, we registered it with uh, with uh, with uh, uh, you know with uh, uh, those association that the association that record such something So we registered it, and we started. It was a document, a plan that captured uh, the objectives and the budget. How much do we need per month to be able to do it? And we knew if we to have more than half a million a month, it would be a little difficult for us. So we tried to scale it within that. I must not be more than half a million naira per month. So we have to implement it faithfully. That's number nine. And this is generally with other committed members of the team. But you know, the those who shareholders, you find that what we run now is just about 10, 12 families that are actually running it. So we don't run it from tight and offering. No. It's exactly run like the dream center of Angelo's Temple. There are partners who finance it, and that's why we created two accounts for this. One account in the name of the church, specifically, for what church member we put in there. And the other one, we call it Needy Center, this thing for, so others can put money in. I can see that how we are using this. And that was why, when during the COVID-19 lockdown, they allowed our church to continue opening, because we were doing something no other church was doing, giving people food give them shelter and accommodation, give them medical attention, you know, where they needed one. So we were doing all that. So, and the next is to implement faithfully and diligently with our committee member. Number 10, monitor performance. You know, number 11, reward and punish based on performance or lack of it. Number 12, review plan when and where necessary. And then about 10, think back on the drawing board to vision and treatment. So, what that says is this, you start with a vision, you actually end with a vision. You actually end with a vision. So you don't start with a vision because God has a way of magnifying whatever assignment gives to you. So if he gave it to you now, you may have started with 10 people. So that was a vision. Then you are able to go around the 13, the 12, and then the process you know uh, the process of strategic planning. You've gone down to the twelfth step. The thirteenth step, God gives you a fresh vision. For that you are doing to be bigger, to touch humanity in a deeper form. So that is the thirteenth. The thirteenth is visioning. So it shows you. He said, "Now I gave you this small one." You have been able to do it. He gives you you commendation. And he expects the pastor who stands in the gap in the church on his behalf to also commend those who are party to this. And to share a fresh vision with them that God wants us to take it higher. That becomes a novelty. In strategic planning for the ministry. So, and that is the secret that we have in Lakeview. uh, When one of our leaders said, now the church maybe is the only one that is doing exactly as the founder of Four Square, M. C. Bobanfase. the way he started is as the last time. Well, we we are grateful for that. Uh, this we are not taking it as if we are the only ones doing anything. All we are just saying is that at least it's been the leader has seen that what we are doing is not about us. It's about making it the difference in our world. And that's what the church is called to do. That's what ministry is called to do. Ministry is not for self-aggrandizement. It's not for pastors because they don't have any job to do. They don't become pastors and every time they are asking, they are worshippers. Oh, you didn't give me anything. Uh, you are not taking care of me. Uh, pastor care. This will not care. You go to the extent sometimes, it may become ridiculous. So that is why personally, Every time it's being said, appreciate pastor, appreciate pastor. I said, don't bother. God is the reward of pastors. If you are really doing the work of God, you don't need anybody to appreciate you as a pastor. God Himself will reward you. So, so when I see all these things, sometimes letters, uh, let's go and tell your people so that they will appreciate pastor. Uh, go and tell them. I'm not particularly persuaded because the Scripture has told me clearly. My work. The reward is not from people, I am this I am I'm, I'm called to serve them. Servanthood. Jesus said, I came to serve, not to be served. Having served, Jesus wasn't looking for any reward from the people he served. In fact, among the people he served, there was one person who had been stealing from the post. Jesus was so considerate. He gave the post, he made a finance minister of his ministry. This same fellow was stealing and stealing and stealing from the post. When the post was empty, he saw Jesus. That's what happened. And the very time they were going to crucify Jesus, who were the people who said crucify? They were the crowd that Jesus gave bread and gave fish to. The same crowd. The same multitude said crucify him. So, our reward as ministers. I just hope minister, you listen to this. So you stop all this beggarly attitude. Oh, come and appreciate me, appreciate me. If you are doing what God has called you to, God himself is the one. He will reward you. He doesn't need to do it through your, the worshippers. He doesn't need. If he chooses, he can use them. But this beggarly attitude every time, writing letter to people in the church, uh, reward me, reward me for my service, is your reward on earth or you are looking for your reward in heaven? Yes, of course, on earth, this dimension of the worthy place, you can get it, but you don't get it by begging. No. You get it by being diligent in the work of the Father. And the one who rewards those who are diligent, himself will reward you. If you have that mindset, you find your ministry is transformed. And that is the secret of our own ministry. So everywhere we go, we don't go to look for, we go to give. Everywhere. Caribbean is where we are now in ministry. We are going in there by the grace of God. What are we doing? planning doing the work of our father. Let me see. Okay. Do the work of our father. And what are we doing? We go and give. In which area? We are going to give, we are giving them an area of training, leaders. Number two, we are going to send missionaries to them. Number three, we are going to bring some of their leaders to our school. Bible college, you have two of their leaders. Number we want to build them. We want to build from each of those Island. want to build and sanctuaries we are not going there to look for anything to be given to us we are going to serve God by releasing to them and that is the way God blesses us i want to begin to just close Saturday planning disciplines the process of making choices for our lives and ministries and ministries it's not likely that those it's not likely that those who cannot envision the future, it's not likely. Those who cannot develop a plan to achieve that envision future, and implement such plan, are likely to go far in life. Those who cannot monitor say, and make amending where necessary, they are not likely. So the issue of the worthy place, the two dimensions, you know, on the five levels. The job in masquerade already have level one level. Two. And when I see some in ministry, I actually feel pain in my heart. Why is this brother at this level? Why is he unable to move from level one to level two? Not to even talk of level three. Why is this happening? Is God being unfair to this fellow? Is God being uh, having favourites? I don't have favourites. I've tried to search my heart, I've had time to reflect on it, but what I tend to get from God is that if you apply my principles, you'll be rewarded. So I don't know whether they are not applying God's principles, it's only God who knows why they are stunted in ministry, because those principles, we take them as absolute truth. It's not relativism. We're not live in a world of relativism. Anything goes. Uh, okay, uh, because we are this time, we do this one. When we are... he said, God is the same yesterday and today and forever. It's not absolute. It's not about relativism. It's about absolute. God is an absolute God. So you find that uh, ministers, so many of them tend to be weak um, in different areas. We must consciously make effort, effort to improve and build the capacity of our lives because it's what we know that can help us to be able to envision something big for the organization or ministry and then be able to atomize what we need to do and be able to call people to share in the vision and then able to start the vision and monitor progress and then get on to a point in which you actually achieve what God has laid in your heart, and that is the point where God gives you new ones. God will never, never leave you. Once you get to heaven, the very time God is finished, we give you an assignment, then your soul does not need to remain on this side of eternity. You should be now preparing to go to heaven. To have vision for ministry, you must first have a vision for also development. It's very important. If you are not developed, you really can't develop anything. You must develop a plan for it and execute it, self-development, you develop yourself. You will develop yourself spiritually. You must, you must develop yourself mentally. You will develop yourself in terms of social network. One can only achieve proportionately to our attempt. You can only achieve proportionately to your attempt. So if you attempt once, chances are you, get it, you don't get it. If you attempt ten times, chances are you can get it ten times and achieve ten times. So God, because he's a God of order, you only get in proportion to your attempts. It is it is a secret that those who know it, they prosper through it. Those who don't know it, they live a life of failure and mediocrity. Always know that the desire of the righteous shall be met. It's the word of God. If you write in your heart, in the way you walk with God, every genuine desire you have, God will meet it. And the way he it misses is not your business. The way he it misses is not about campaign. The way he it misses is not by writing letters to your worshippers to come and appreciate you as a pastor. That's not the way he misses it. Means it. I can testify to the way God has done it. You may not want to know about that during this uh, program. At some other time, if you wish, to, I can share it with you. Always know that nothing is impossible with God. For God, nothing is impossible. If you believe God, have faith in Him, all His promises will be fulfilled in your life and in your ministry. Always know that after God, that after God had a vision to create you, He developed a strategic plan for your life. If God has a plan and purpose for you, you should follow His example to discover that plan through visioning. Then develop your own plan with which to achieve God's purpose for your life and your ministry. It is when you obey God, the Holy Ghost comes to help you. It doesn't help disobedient people. That is the pattern with which God worked with His leaders. Why not follow it, my brothers and sisters? If you will to succeed, that is the only choice. If you must move from minimum to the worldly place, follow God's pattern. Thank you so much and God bless you.